Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. So great to be in the house of the Lord this morning. If we can stand to our feet. Just real quick, just look to the person right next to you. Say, it's good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. We had a busy week, but we're here to praise and magnify the name of Jesus. We all want our praises to rise in this place. So let's worship and praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Inside. 
this morning that he will bring forth a miracle. We have seen it here already. Hallelujah. Ah, is there somebody believing with me this morning for a miracle, a great move of God? Hallelujah. You said, I believe. You said, it is done. You said, I believe. You said, it is done. Yeah. You said, yes, you said it sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to the excellence of his greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud sounding cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything, let everything, let everything, come on everybody, let everything, 
that hath breath, praise ye the Lord. Can he put their hands together and give God a high praise in here? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time that we go into God's presence in prayer. And I have three specific points of prayer. If you have a specific prayer request, you can indicate by raising your hands. We'll be praying for you. But I have three, it dropped in my spirit, three specific prayers. Number one, this week, let's pray for the United Pentecostal Church International through America. I want to pray for United Pentecostal Church through America, and it's through the young people, that God is going to move in St. Louis. That's number one. Number two, let's pray for the youth ministries, that whoever is used this week in their capacity that we use to minister to thousands and to millions watching across the world. Those are those who will be residing in St. Louis. And thirdly, let's pray for a move of God today. That somebody receive the gift of the Holy Ghost today. I'm not talking about this coming week. I'm talking about right now. Right now. That God will use us as a vehicle for his word to be go forth and somebody will receive his presence, the free gift of the Holy Ghost. Let's lift our hands before the Lord and let's touch and agree with God today that God will speak through the UPCI and through, oh God, the youth ministries and that somebody we baptize will receive their breakthrough, will receive a touch from God in their healing and receive the outpouring spirit of God and new life will come to them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we enter into your presence. We thank you for this opportunity right now that is before us. And God, we pray in the name of Jesus that God, we bring down every high thing that will exalt itself against the knowledge of God. We pray, Lord God, for doors to be open. We pray for prison doors to be unshackled. We pray for chains to be broken and loose. We believe that there's a move of the Holy Spirit, the wind of God, to brush through four tennis courts in Hamilton, New Jersey. We pray for the word of God to be ministered by our servant of the Lord. We pray that every chain, every bondage, we pray that the Son who has set free, let it be free indeed. Lord God, I pray for our neighbor. I pray for the one that's coming. I pray, Lord God, their minds will be prepared and open their spirit. I pray there be an openness in our heart to receive the outpouring of what God is about to download in the midst of us. So God, every chain, every, oh God, fetter, anything that is hindering the atmosphere to be conducive for the word to be ministered, we speak against that word and we declare that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God and we rebuke the hand of the enemy. We rebuke Satan and his foes. We believe that God shall arise and every enemy be scattered in the name of Jesus for thine is the kingdom. Hallelujah. For thine is the kingdom. For thine is your kingdom. The power and the glory both now and forever. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever in Jesus name. Put your hands together. We believe God to do the miracle and the impossible in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Put our hands together in this place. Somebody clap your hands. Clap your hands in this place. 
Welcome everyone one more time to Christ Center Church where Christ is our central focus. Amen. We're so honored and privileged to have you here this morning. And we want you to be at liberty this morning worshiping the Lord. Don't let nothing stop you from giving God the glory and all the praises in the morning because He's the one that woke you up this morning. Amen. You didn't wake yourself up by chance. God woke you up this morning, and that's more than enough to give Him praise this morning. We are here this morning to worship the Lord, and we want you to feel at liberty to worship the Lord this morning. Amen. Our online congregation, we welcome you this morning. So glad that you're here. Amen. Tune in with us. Amen. Feel at liberty to worship the Lord with us this morning. Amen. And we're so glad to be in His presence. We're in His presence. There is fullness of joy, and at His right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. Give some praise this morning. Our God is truly great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to ask you to stand with us one more time. Amen. I want you to move around just a little bit, one or two minutes. Just walk around. Just shake somebody's hand this morning. Let them know, oh, good to see them. They're glad to see them this morning, the house of God. Amen. Just move around. Just greet someone. Amen. Let them know how much you're glad to see them in the house of God this morning.
Amen. While you're making your way to your seat, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you can make your way back to your seat, I know you're fellowshipping. Amen. Well, that's good. The Bible said, Oh, good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Amen. We're here this morning to be united, unified. Amen. And to worship the Lord. I'm going to ask all our guests that is here for the first, second, and third time. All our guests that is here for the first, second, and third time. If you can stand so that we can recognize you. All our guests that is here. Amen. Amen. We have a few guests. Give them a round of applause this morning. Amen. So certainly glad to have you in the house of God this morning. Anything that we can do to help you with your walk with the Lord, amen, don't hesitate to let one of us know we're here to serve you. And we're so glad that you're here this morning to be a part of our service. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Continue to worship the Lord with us this morning. By the way, a quick announcement. We have, uh, for a building fund, we have beef patties on sale uh, right after service. So you can support our building fund. Uh, we have nachos and cheese for sale also. Amen. We have drink and sale. Support our building fund right in the fellowship hall. To your left, we have some snack after service for a small, reasonable fee. Amen. Be supportive to our building fund effort. Amen. Amen. And everyone said it's offering time. Come on, that's a little weak. It's offering time. Amen. We're going to invite you to stand one more time as we're about to receive this morning's offering. Amen. If everyone, if you're able to stand, we're going to invite you to stand with us one more time. Praise God as we get ready to receive this morning's offering. Amen. Remember, if you want to pay electronically, it's going to be in the back. We have our machines back there. You can pay electronically. And our ushers, if you need an envelope, our ushers will give you a tithes envelope. If you need one, amen, the baskets are in the front, so feel free. Whatever you came in this morning uh, to give, if, can, can I challenge us this morning? I don't know if I can challenge us this morning. If you came here this morning to give $20, can you make it $50 if you're able to afford to do that? I, I, I'm going to do it. I'm... I'm going to give $50 this morning for my hour. Well, I'm going to give $50 this morning. Can I have a few people match us this morning and be a blessing? If you're able to be a blessing this morning, if the Lord's been good to you, the Lord's been provided for you financially, can you give a little bit more than you'd normally give this morning? Amen. This, the scripture said to whom much is given, much is required. So if the Lord bless you, be a blessing, amen, financially, amen. Let's bow our heads as we pray this morning. Father God, we love you. We thank you for what you're about to do in the service this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for the men of God that you bring forth to us today, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for every person that is there, oh God, in the service this morning, our online congregation. We ask your blessing upon them, Lord God. Those who have to give, those who have not likewise, make way so they too can receive your blessing. We ask you, Lord God, that you continue to bless this congregation. Continue to bless our leadership in this church, oh God. Continue to use us for your glory. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and we thank you in advance for what you're about to do. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. Amen. Follow the instruction of the ushers as you bring your tithes and offering unto the Lord.
our feet and just worship. Worship with the musicians. Hallelujah, lift our hands in this place and just worship him for a few moments we want the Lord to have his way in this place we're about to get out the way but the presence of the Lord is here hallelujah hallelujah we invite you here Jesus we invite you here this morning Jesus have your way have your way have your way Jesus do what you want to do in this place move on our hearts Jesus
Jesus. You're so good to us, Lord Jesus. You're so good to us, oh great God. We worship you. We worship you. We adore you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Great is your faithfulness. You've been faithful to us. Even when we don't deserve your faithfulness, you've been faithful. You've been good. You've been kind. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be praised. Can we praise him right now? Can we put our hands together and praise the King of Kings? Will you just open up your mouth and shout unto him and give him some praise? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What a presence of the Lord is in this place. There are many places you can go this morning that would be considered the church and you will not feel what you're feeling here this morning when you go into the building where the church is gathered together and you feel this kind of presence of God you know you're in the right place I greet all of you this morning in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ is so good to be in the house of the Lord. I never take a day for granted, an opportunity for granted, to come together as the saints of God assemble themselves to worship the Lord, to praise the Lord, and to receive the instructions of the Lord. We greet our online congregation who is always so faithful, tuning in. I know many of them wish they could be here, and they're not able to be here because of their location but we're so grateful that they're a part of Christ-centered church. And to our guests that have come to be with us this morning, we're so glad that you're here. We know you're invited or someone told you about this church, and we're so glad that you came. But understand this, that someone who told you about this church, that someone who invited you to this church, was used by the Lord Jesus Christ to get you here because God has a special plan for your life. And you're here this morning because God wanted you here. And he used that person to invite you to come and be in this house this morning. We're so glad that you're here. We thank God for you. And as you've heard, if there's anything at all we can do for you, please don't hesitate to ask us. We're here to do whatever we can to help you in your endeavor to be what Jesus calls you to be. We've had a great week. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we were together. We were experiencing our camp meeting services, and the Lord moved. The Lord spoke to us, and we just had wonderful fellowship, and we're so thankful. We're so grateful this morning that we have a man of God that only the Lord would have him to be here this morning. I invited him, I don't know, probably over a year ago, to ask if he would come and be with us. And very seldom is this man's schedule open. Reverend Jerry Jones serves as a full-time faculty member at Urshan College, 
and he is the director of the school's Christian ministry program. He's a well-sought-after preacher. He's been an awesome preacher for all the time that I've known him, and God uses him mightily. He has preached hundreds of camp meetings and conferences. His preaching style is known for its challenging, convicting, and uplifting way. He's a Christian man. I told you a long time ago, my greatest challenge in ministry, in ministry, was seeing men of God that were great men of God, in my eyes, that didn't always see Christian behavior. They were great preachers. They had great authority. But sometimes the position and the title can take you in a different direction. This man is a Christian. And he's been a Christian ever since I've known him. The United Pentecostal Church International were blessed for many years, still is blessed, that he served as the general secretary under three different superintendents. The superintendents are our leader of our organization. He served under three different superintendents. That tells you how long he's been around. And we're thankful. He's a humble man. And God will use him this morning like God has been using him to minister to your heart. If you will open your heart this morning, God will use him to minister to you and you will leave here change. Let's have the Reverend Jerry Jones. Let's thank God for him this morning and welcome him to this pulpit. Thank you, Pastor. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. I feel his presence here. In such a mighty way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise and adore you, Savior. Hallelujah. What a joy to be in Hamilton again. To feel the good spirit of the Lord and the presence of God. What God can do and what God is doing is such a... Um, wonder in the world that you and I live in. But I thank God for his great presence through his people. Thank you, Pastor Wyatt, for the invitation to be here. Um, Three uh, great camp meeting nights. What a joy and wonderful experience. And then to be here this morning. You know, I don't know about you, but when I get an ice cream Sunday. First thing I eat is that cherry right there on the top. That's the best part to me. Well, yeah, I think it is. It's close. but (laughs) And this is the cherry on the top of my week. So thank you for the great privilege. We love your pastor very, very much, his family. This is a wonderful man of God. We're thankful for his hard work. And yes... Their commitment to the cause of God. How blessed you are to have folks like this leading this congregation. It's a joy to be in this particular pulpit. My text today will come from Nehemiah chapter 6. I'm going to read just two verses, the second and the third. That's Sanballat and Geshem. 
sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet in some of the villages in the plain of Ono. Now, I don't know about you, but I ain't going just because of the name of the place. Oh, no. But they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? And what I want to preach this morning is this. Don't come down. Don't come down. Especially not to the plain of Ono. Don't come down. Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord, for your presence, your word. I pray you'd anoint it today, make it live. Speak to each of us in the name of Jesus. Anoint in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Please be seated. Nehemiah was very likely the highest ranking Jew in the kingdom of, uh, of uh, Babylon. He, um, he, was, he was the king's cupbearer. And, and when, we, when we hear that expression, we, we kind of place him as just someone who was um, a butler, maybe, or, or a, 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 a servant uh, that served the king um, wine and so forth at dinner. But in reality, Nehemiah would have, um, would have uh, had quite a bit of influence um, with the king. The king knew him well. Um, he... Um, saw Nehemiah as not just a servant, he was certainly that, but also as something of an advisor, someone he could bounce ideas off of, someone whose counsel he, he valued. And so Nehemiah um, was used to having uh, folks come and to visit with him in the palace, and um, they would they would sometimes uh, share needs with him, and and ask him to use his influence with the king. And this happened one day when a group of people who who had recently returned from Jerusalem. Um, the king had allowed a, a group of Jewish folks to go home to the to the land of uh, uh, of their birth, of their uh, heritage, and um, it was it was a, a first step in the reestablishment of the nation of Israel. Now Nehemiah is entertaining this group of travelers who had just come back to Babylon, and there he asked them, how are things going in the kingdom of God? How are things in Jerusalem? 
And the report was not good. The men said they are, they, they are living in poverty. They're living without. They are struggling and suffering. They're held in low esteem. In fact, in ridicule by the surrounding nations and peoples. Even the walls of the city are broken down. Now this mattered because in that ancient day, the only way a a, a nation or a city could defend itself was to have strong walls. Without those walls, they were prey. They were victims. They would would have absolutely no hope against uh, an invading enemy. And when Nehemiah heard this, he said, I began to weep. I fasted and I began to seek the Lord. We need something to happen in the kingdom of God. We need a restoration of the presence and the glory of God. We need revival in Jerusalem. God, open a pathway. Open a doorway. Let something happen in the kingdom of God. Now, Nehemiah felt a call at this moment. He felt a hunger to begin to make a difference. He wanted to get involved. He was tired of living in the far away capital of a great empire and serve a secular king. He longed to be part of what God is doing. I want to be. I want to touch and make a difference in what God is accomplishing. Maybe there's someone here today. That begins to feel a hunger as that last song began to be sung. I don't know about you, but something began to break up inside of me. I began to hunger to lift up his name, to praise and adore him who is Alpha and Omega. I wanted to let him know I'm your servant. I'm here to do your will. I don't want to sit on the sidelines and watch others work in the vineyard. I don't want to sit on the sidelines and see the church not reach the will and purpose of God in our community. And this is where Nehemiah was, but, but, but it was impossible. He was a servant of the king of that, of that nation, of that empire. He couldn't just get up and go. He was bound by his position and his, his place, his income, his, his, his way of life. He, was, he couldn't just get up and go. He wept over this. I want to break free. I want, I, 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 want to be, I want to be able to do the will of God. But it seemed like there was no way. But listen to me today. What is impossible for man, the king can easily accomplish it. 
It may seem like you're stuck in a rut you can't get out. It may seem like you cannot set, become free of the things that hold you back. I've come to preach to you today. You can do the will of God. You can fulfill God's purpose in your life. You can make a difference in this world. With man, it is impossible. With God, with the King, all things are possible. So the next time he is at his job and the king sits to dinner along with his queen, there is Nehemiah serving. The king watches this man. He knows him well. He has served the king for years. And the king speaks up and says, What's wrong with you, Nehemiah? You're sad. I've never seen you sad. Are you sick? What's going on? Nehemiah said, I was sore afraid. I was about to get in trouble. He said, but I determined God had a purpose in my life. And so he spoke to the king. And he said, I received a report that my people back in Jerusalem are suffering and struggling. There is not the power and strength and security that they need. The walls are broken down and I can't sleep. I can't eat. Something is in my heart. I want to go and get involved. I don't know what he expected from the fact that he reports to us that he was sore afraid. I think he thought there would be a reprimand. I think he thought maybe the king would misunderstand. You don't like it here? You don't enjoy serving me? Do we need to make a change in my cupbearer position? But none of that happened. Instead, the king said, what do you need? What can I do? To make it possible for you to fulfill your calling and your purpose. Nehemiah said, send me to Jerusalem. (laughs) King started nodding. Okay, okay. Nehemiah must have said, in for a penny, in for a pound. He said, and I need a lot of building materials. And I need a lot of men to help me. And oh, I need some soldiers to protect us while we're building. And oh, by the way, would you send me letters to all the nations around saying I'm doing this in your name? And the king said, no problem. My name will make a way. My name will open doors. My name will provide for your needs. My name will put every enemy around you in fear because you're going in my name. And anything you ask in my name, believing, I will do it. Oh, I 
don't know if you're getting the picture. God's got to work for every one of us, each of us here. There's a purpose and a plan, whatever it is. Maybe you can't sing. Maybe you're not a preacher. Maybe you don't have a teaching calling. None of that matters. There is a calling for you. A butler went to build a wall. Nehemiah knew nothing about wall building, but God said, I've got a work for you to do. And if I've called you, I will prepare you. I will give you what you need to accomplish what I've called you to do. If he's called you to speak to your neighbor about the gospel, don't be afraid. Just go do it. He'll make a way. If he called you to teach a Bible study to the family down the street or to your co-worker, don't be afraid. Step out. If God calls you, he'll make a way. He'll open a door. He'll provide what you need to accomplish your call. So Nehemiah gathers this great caravan. And they make the long and arduous journey to the city of Jerusalem. When he gets there, it's even worse than he was afraid it might be. The people were not only impoverished and in need, but they were in fear. They were intimidated by the enemies that lie all around them. They, they were unable to marshal the energy, the strength to accomplish their calling. So Nehemiah comes and the first thing he does is he tells them, we've got a job to do and we're going to get it done. And he begins to organize and he begins to inspire. He begins to encourage and put strength in the hearts of the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And that which they thought could not be done began to be done. God's just waiting for you. God's just wanting you to step up. God just want you to find your place. And when you begin to fulfill his will, others will begin to rally around your call. Others will begin to support what God has called you to do. And then the trouble began. You didn't think this was going to be easy, did you? Building a church in the northeast part of the United States is not easy. It takes guts, it takes grit, and it takes grace. And it takes all hands on deck. If you're in this church, you have a job to do. You aren't here just to get. 
You are here to give every ounce of your strength, your heart, your labor, your resources. You are here for a higher cause than to just live your life. You are here to build the kingdom of God. And the devil hates it when people get in the will of God. He doesn't mind when we're sitting there with our hands in our laps and we're just kind of drifting through our Christian experience. That, he'll, he'll take that. He, that. That's good enough. If you don't make waves for him, he won't bother you so much. But when you start challenging the kingdom of darkness... When you start sharing the word of God, when you start working in God's kingdom, you can expect the devil to show up. And he did. He will come to entice you away from the will of God in your life. This is his highest calling. Their names were San, Ballot, and Tobiah. When Sanballat, Nehemiah 2.10, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the servant, the Ammonite, heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. As long as the wall lay broken and, and ineffectual, they were okay. But when somebody said, I'm not happy to just go through the motions. I'm not happy to just kind of halfway restore the kingdom. When a man showed up and said, I'm here in the will of God and in the name of the king, and we're going to build the wall, Tobiah and Sanballat went into gear. Now look how they attacked Nehemiah. First, they ridiculed. This is a favorite weapon. It works in the spiritual world just as well as it works in the natural world. It governs our nation. Our media uses it with great skill. If you don't think like they do, you're stupid. If you don't agree with their opinions... You're a redneck. Or you just don't understand what's going on. And they ridicule us. You know, in my lifetime, I, I've been around a while. I never dreamed that in this wonderful country of ours, Christianity would be openly and publicly ridiculed. I never dreamed that there would be a concerted, deliberate effort to make being a Christian a negative thing. Oh, they're Christian. Christian's a dirty word. Don't you know more Christians have killed more people than anything else? What baloney. 
Oh, religion is killed, cause more wars than anything else. Simply not true. You don't know your facts, but it's used and it works because if you ridicule someone, they step back. I don't want to be made fun of. I don't want people to laugh at me. And so I'll sit down over here in the corner and I'll keep my mouth shut. I'm too old to think like that. I don't care what they say. I don't care how they ridicule me. I'm here to do the work and will of God. They, the Bible says in Nehemiah 2.19, they laughed us to scorn and despised us. If you read on in that chapter, you will find that, that even when Nehemiah responded and said, I am here and the God of heaven will prosper us. But they continued to ridicule and make fun. It came to pass when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was angry, took great indignation, mocked the Jews. What do these feeble Jews do? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? They're not going to pay that price. Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Uh, Tobiah said, let them build it. Just a little fox coming up. And that fox will push their wall down. You can't build a church in New Jersey. You can't have a vibrant, living, powerful congregation in the Northeast. I beg to differ. Our God is greater than anything that could ever come against us. We can and we will. Nehemiah said our God will prosper us. Revival is coming to Christ-centered church and the devil cannot stop it. The world cannot stop it. Their ridicule will not stop it. It didn't work. They just kept on building. They didn't worry about foxes knocking it down. They didn't worry about what Sanballat and Tobiah had to say. We're building the wall. We're going to keep putting one stone upon another. We're going to get the job done. We're going to reach our neighbors. We're going to reach our friends and family. We're going to reach our co-workers and our fellow students because God called us to do a work. And nothing is going to stop us. When ridicule didn't work, they tried intimidation. They wanted to fight, but they couldn't. came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdotites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped. Then they were very wroth and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. But the attack never came. The invasion never happened. It was all talk. Down in Texas, they have a, have a saying. I kind of like it. It's all hat and no cattle. These guys had all helmet and no sword. 
They could not come and stop. Don't make the devil bigger than what he is. He cannot fight and win against the God that we serve. He was defeated a long time ago. And that victory is assured. Then when they couldn't fight, they tried to negotiate. Here comes my text. That, I love that. He didn't say Mr. Sandballot. He said that's Sandballot. <laughs> and Geshem sent him to me saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But I'm not stupid. They thought to do me mischief. I've come to preach one very simple thing today. When the enemy ridicules, when the enemy bullies and intimidates, when the enemy tries to talk us out of doing the will of God, there is only one answer possible. I ain't coming down. I'm in the will of God. Why would I leave the will of God to come down into this valley, this plain, and sit down with you? I am doing something that matters, and I'm not coming down. I'm preaching to someone today. You've come a long way. Maybe you're not quite at the top, but don't. Turn around and go back. Keep on rising higher. Keep on reaching for more. But whatever you do from wherever level you are, don't come down. Please remember this. There is no pathway away from the will of God that doesn't go downward. The only way to go, if you want to stay in the will of God, is keep ascending, is to keep getting higher. And when you get in the will of God, stay there. Don't come down. Oh, let's praise him right now. I feel his presence. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. <laughs> They even tried fear. They even tried fear. A fella came to Nehemiah who claimed to be a friend. He, 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 he was, he was Mahita Beal. With a name like that, don't trust him. Mahita Beal. And he told Nehemiah, they're going to kill you. They're going to destroy you. So here's what I want you to do. Go into the temple. Go into the house of God and lock the door. And they can't get in the house of God and you'll be safe. But later on, Nehemiah discovered that Mahitabil was in the pay of his enemies. He was a liar 
and a deceiver. We're not supposed to come to the house of God and lock ourselves in here. We're supposed to come here to praise Him and then lead here to go get the work of the kingdom done. This is not a place of fear. We're not here because we're scared of what's out there. We're here to get our batteries charged. We're here to get our gas tank filled. And then we're to go out there and keep working in the will of God. Now, all of these techniques failed, and they failed for one reason. Nehemiah wouldn't quit. He just kept on building. When, when, when they ridiculed, he just kept building. When they intimidated, he just kept building. When they tried to fake negotiate, he just kept building. When they said, don't go lock yourself in the house of God because somebody's going to kill you. He said, I can't get the work done sitting in the temple all the time. I'm going to go worship in the temple, but I'm going to work on the walls. Now, I'm going to quit here in a minute, believe it or not. But I want you to understand one thing. All you have to do to succeed in the kingdom of God is just keep going. If you get knocked down, you get back up. If you make a misstep, you get back on the path. No matter what happens, you just keep on building. You just keep on praying. You just keep on worshiping. You just keep on getting God's will accomplished in your life. No weapon formed against you can prosper. They sang it, I think, night before last. When my enemies came against me. This is one of the most awesome songs. The enemy came. All my enemies. They got together and they decided we're going to wipe them out. We're going to get rid of them once and for all. And here they came in all of their shiny armor with their sharp spears and swords. Here they came in their in their ranks marching with song and victory. But just before they got to me, they stumbled and they fell flat on their face. Bring it on, devil. This church has the power and the presence of God. This church is going to have revival. Stand with me. Nehemiah stayed because of a right attitude. A right attitude. He had the right attitude toward God. He said, then answered I them. The God of heaven, he will prosper us. I'm not talking about what we do on our own. I'm not talking about our talent, our ability, our skill. I'm talking about our God. And if we don't come down, God will pour out his presence and his blessings. And he will prosper us. Nehemiah had the right attitude toward the work itself. He sent messengers and said, I'm doing a great work. Sounds a little egotistical, but it wasn't. The great work wasn't about Nehemiah. The great work was because it was the will of God. It was the purpose of God. We're not here building our reputation or making sure people know our names. 
We're here to lift up the name of Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. He which was and is and is to come, the Almighty, He's the center here. I love the name of this church. It's a Christ-centered church. What we're doing, it matters. Not because we're doing it, but because it's His work. And of course... He had the right attitude toward himself. Nehemiah 6.11, and I said, should such a man as I flee? (laughs) And who is there that being as I am would go into the temple to save his life? I'm not going to go sit in the confines and hope nobody hurts me. I'm made for more than that. I'm not going to worry about their ridicule, their threats. I'm not going to worry about them marshalling their forces. Not me. Now, Nehemiah once again sounds egotistical. But he wasn't. He was saying, I'm here sent by the king. I am here in the name of the king. And when I carry the name of the king... Why would I quit? Why would I come down? Why would I lock myself away and tremble in fear? I'm a man of God. I'm a woman of God. I'm a child of God. And no weapon will ever prosper that is formed against me. Praise God. Praise God. Now let me tell you something. James 4 and 7 deals with being in the will of God and being attacked by the enemy. And he gives us two pieces of advice that I want to share with you. The first is, submit yourself, therefore, unto God. Submit yourself. Don't try to do this on your own. Don't try to make this Through your talent and ability and skill and education and knowledge. Don't do it. But instead, submit yourself to the will and purpose of God. My favorite part is the second piece of advice. Resist the devil. Don't come down. Don't give up. Don't say it costs too much. Don't say it's too hard work. Don't say I'm too busy. I've got other things going. Don't do that. Resist the devil. And here it is. And he will flee from you. I don't know about you. I have this picture of Sam Ballot and Tobias standing there with the brilliant, beautiful, brand new walls of Jerusalem towering above them. And they're still standing there down there saying they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have accomplished that. I wish I could have stopped them, but he could not. They could not. If you stand against the devil, he cannot defeat you. In fact, he won't even hang around you, he will flee. Notice it doesn't say fight the devil. It doesn't say take up all your time trying to punch him in the nose. That's not what it says. Just resist. 
just say, I'm not coming now. Why should someone like me sit down in the plane of Ono with you? Why should someone who's doing the work I'm doing give up, give in? And if you resist, he will run. Maybe there's someone here today hungry to do the will of God. Maybe it seems impossible. Too many commitments. Not enough spare time. But if you'll ask the king, he'll open a door. He'll provide. He'll let you find his will. And then when you find that will, make your mind up. I'm just going to keep going. If they'd come to the instruments, please. You know, Job had it right. He couldn't find God. It shouldn't surprise us. He lost his wealth. He lost his reputation. He even lost the respect and esteem of his wife. And if that's not enough, he lost all ten of his children. All of them. In one moment. When a whirlwind, an act of God. Collapsed the house where they were eating together and killed everyone. No wonder when he lost his health, it seemed like there was nothing left. He sat in ashes, dressed in sackcloth, scraping the boils that broke out all over him and prayed to die. I get it. I can grasp it. But something in Job rose up and said, I'm not giving in. I'm just not going to give up. When his friends came and accused him, this is your fault, they said. There's some secret sin in your life. This doesn't happen to the children of God. He grew angry. He demanded of God that God would come down. And Job testified of the dark days of despair in the midst of his suffering. He said, I couldn't find God anywhere. I looked behind me. He wasn't there. I looked out ahead. He wasn't there. I looked to the left where he dwells. He wasn't there. I looked to the right where he works. And he couldn't find him anywhere. But then Job said something that echoes down the millennium that have passed since he uttered these words. But he knoweth the path that I take. I'm just going to keep doing what I know to do. When I can't feel him, I'm going to praise him anyway. When I can't find him, I'm going to seek him. When I can't hear him, I'm going to wait. I'm going to listen. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to go back. I'm going to keep going 
Because when I can't find him, I want him to be able to find me. So I'm just going to keep going to church and I'm just going to keep praying and I'm just going to keep believing and I'm just going to keep worshiping. And one of these days, I'm going to look around and he'll be walking right beside me. And when I come through this, I will be as gold tried in the fire. Don't come down. Whatever you do, don't come down. You've scaled, you've scaled toward the heights of the will of God. Don't let anything entice you to turn back. Just keep on building. Just keep on worshiping. Just keep on believing. And victory is sure to come. If you're here today and you want to make up your mind. You want to decide. You want to send a message to the devil. You want to send a message to Jesus. I'm just not going to give up. I'm just not going to quit. I'm just not going to turn around. I don't understand everything going on in my life, but I'm going to keep on this path. I'm going to keep going higher. I'll never come down. If you feel that way, I'm going to invite you to come and gather around the front here today. And as they begin to worship God, I want you to begin to allow him to solidify that will of yours, that determination that you've made. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let's pray a little while together. Let's lift him up a little bit together in Jesus' name.
name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Church. I did not share any conversation with the man of God this morning. I didn't even tell him much about our church. I didn't tell him much about it. We didn't get into any in-depth conversation. As a matter of fact, I, I think he was try, I thought he was trying to avoid hanging out with us. So I didn't have any time to share anything with him. So I want you to know everything that you've heard this morning came from the throne of God. This was not a sermon, but a message. And this man of God has spoken to this church, all of us. And I'm begging you today to let the message cause a shift to take place in your spirit. That it will not just be another message that you say, that was a good message. We've heard good messages. But will we allow this message to cause a shift to take place in our life where we will now begin to move toward the things of God and let God take us where he wants us to go and we make that determination in this house today to say, I'm not going back and I'm not coming down. If you're here today and you've never given your life to the Lord, through repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. If you would like to do so, if not today, in the next few days, we'd like for you to come today and say, I'm ready. I've heard the word. It's time for me to take my step toward God. I don't know if we can get a clearer word than what we've received this morning. That when the king sends you, his name is with you. If you would just come this morning and says, I wanted my life to be changed. You didn't come this morning for God just to send you out the same way you came in. He has spoken to you. And the best thing we could ever do is respond in obedience to God's word. We can hear his word and we can say it's true. But without taking some action, it means nothing. Is there anyone today that you're, you're ready to give your life to God? Not just by verbally speaking something, but with a made up mind to do something. Anyone before we close out today? I feel like there's somebody in here today. I feel like there's somebody in here today. This is the challenge that we have. And that is how do we get from the knowledge 
to begin to do what we know. Is there anyone that will say, I heard it. I understand it. Now let me do something about it. I'll say this before we close out. When you are making a decision to do anything, accountability is so very important. When you get up, this is what the devil wants you to do is sit there. We've heard so much. Just it's so clear. When you sit there is what the devil wants. What you don't understand that I want you to understand is when you get up and come here, you make a declaration which makes you accountable. And now you have the understanding that I'm not going back. I made that public declaration. And so I'm not going back. But to leave and says, you know, that was good and I'll do it. It's easy not to do it because nobody heard you and nobody saw you. We don't do it for people, but we do it to keep ourselves accountable. Is there anyone today? Let's stand. Don't forget, those of you that are going to Youth Congress, we'll meet right in the back, back there. Let's get together. Meet with Sister Hasker, go through all the details of all that will transpire next week in our travels. We have refreshments next door. You know, we use the money to go toward building funds. They like to say, we own the property, but we still owe money on the property. <laughs> Do you understand that? Okay. I don't, not many of us own our house outright, right? So we own this property. It's all ours. But we still owe money on it. And so we want you to always remember that and continue to give. Brother Jones don't know the whole story. You all know. We was in the firehouse for eight years. And God brought us to this place. From a firehouse, one room schoolhouse, to this. If this man wasn't preaching... And remember all of what he was saying. What did he say to us? When I came to you and told you about this, and I had Brother Scarlett tell you all how much it was going to cost, some of you came up to me later and told me, we thought you were crazy. But I kept encouraging you. I kept telling you God wants us here. I kept telling you we can do it. And we did it. This man preached to us. This message was for us. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you this morning for speaking to us. What a privilege to hear from you. What a challenge to hear from you. But Lord, we embrace it. We love it, Lord. And we're so grateful that you, the almighty God, the creator of all things, will speak to us. Oh, Lord. Thank you for calling us your children. Thank you for calling us out of darkness. Thank you for calling us to the kingdom for such a time as this. And thank you for telling us that if we will obey you and we will stay on the wall, no weapon formed against us will prosper. Thank you for reminding us that if
if we submit to you and resist the devil, he shall flee. He won't even hang around. He will flee. We thank you for the men of God. We thank you for the people of God. We thank you for your word. Oh God, I thank you for those souls that I believe still will make up in their mind to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, to be filled with your spirit. Oh God, we thank you for them. We thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in this house, Lord God, and for how you will use us to reach our communities and go to the next town and the next town. And oh God, make an impact in the kingdom of darkness. Lord, bless Brother Jones. Continue to use him mightily. Touch his body that he will experience great health and strength and give him sound mind to articulate your truth. Lord, we pray provision and blessings upon him and his family. We thank you for this family and blessings upon this family. As we go from this place, let your hands continue to be upon us and let this word that we heard germinate. And continue to be reminded to us, Lord. We love you. We thank you and we praise you. For all these things we pray in Jesus' name. God bless you.